Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast, your favorite podcast, the number one BYU sports podcast out there, according to RoyalStrongandTrue.com. Only four days left until Selection Sunday, so let's get to it. Let's have some fun. Coming up, we got some housekeeping. We got our first ever mailbag segment with some fantastic conversation, including why sports matter, Doritos versus Lays, lots of fun stuff more, and of course, recapping an unfortunate end to both the men's and women's teams, seasons. Make sure to follow us at Loyal2RoyalPod on Instagram and Twitter. Leave a five-star review, download the episode, share it with your friends. Let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that strike! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Ah! Yeah! Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. I have the ball! We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh! Oh! He put his butt! Not him! Go, 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 go! 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 Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again <clears throat> We are gathered together today To memorialize the season of BYU basketball. <laughs> they were so young. But not to mourn. Actually, yes to mourn. Yeah, yes to mourn. <laughs> the end of a brilliant season that turned out to lose its luster. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was too good. Okay. That was good. That was yeah, good so job, lost. Jared, on that. We lost. It was sad. We'll talk about it. But first, folks, get your wood polish. Also get your Mr. Clean brand magic eraser. I always have it in hand. And last, but certainly not least, get your stainless steel oven wipes because it's time for housekeeping. Alrighty. Uh, first off on the docket... Is there a better sports month slash time than March? Oh man, that's an incredible question. And my answer is the only thing that is somewhat comparable is bowl season. Mm. But there is much more on the line in March. You know, if you have a team playing in a huge bowl during bowl season, bowl season is a lot of fun. But if you're just like a, like a standard by, don't have any dogs in the fight, March is more exciting than bowl season. Yeah, this is a hard one. I think I agree it's between right about now and like the end of college football season, conference championships, or yeah, the last great... week of the regular season, and then the bowls. I don't know which one's better. I think for me it depends which one I'm in at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, for sure. I love them both, and yeah. In March now, I think I'm very excited for the next few weeks of basketball. 
Yeah, I am also very much prisoner of the moment. <laughs> I definitely love college basketball more than anything else on this earth right now. <laughs> if you ask me in September or December, I may say something different. <laughs> but yeah. right now, March is March. It's been insane what we've seen so far. It has been absolutely insane. Talking about bowl season, we brought on we brought up a little bit about football. In April, the NCAA Rules Committee is going to get together to vote on some new rule changes that might be instituted into football. And this is what we're looking at. At first, they were looking at shortening games by having the clock run even after first downs. Stupid. It was going to be absolutely awful. The one thing that really truly differentiates college from NFL and that gives you know, schools like Navy a chance to co- even compete against schools like Wake Forest that run 80 plays a game. <laughs> it would have been awful. They are not voting on that. They decided they are not going to do that. Instead, they are looking at penalizing faking injuries. Ooh. They are looking at proposing only... A, uh, sorry. They are looking at proposing to only allow blocking below the waist by linemen and stationary backs inside the tackle box and... Making it illegal to do outside of the tackle box. It's currently hmm. legal. That'd be kind of whack. Blocking below the waist. So what do you guys first think about that first one? About penalizing faking injuries. What do you think about that one? I think faking injuries is pandemic. Uh, like unto uh, COVID-19 oh, in, in college football. A, that's a bad one. And I would like to point out that in all the games where it gets brought up is in one conference and one conference only. Which would the suck Eastern Conference. Oof. And seven times out of ten, it's Ole Miss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the SEC that does this. And I guess they think they can get away with it because it's warm and they can blow it off as cramps, right? But I like this. I think they should penalize fake injuries. I think it's stupid. And teams do it way too much. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um. I do not think they should penalize faking injuries. Oh. Oh. Because I think they should actually penalize it. Oh. Okay. Penalize it. That is all. So the penalty that they're going to be enforcing on these is not going to be in-game. It's going to be a post-game review by, you know, a third-party board, which in this case is the national coordinator of officials, and they'll assess punishments on that case. Because obviously you can't, like call like faking an injury during the game right because then people are gonna say okay well i don't like maybe i am hurting i don't want to go down because i'll have to miss a play and, and then, then you injure yourself re-aggravate yeah. an injury all stuff like that uh disallowing blocking below the waist outside of the tackle box i think is ridiculous i think it's dumb football is a violent sport it's a dangerous sport if you're scared of getting hit by a lineman on the outside then football is not the sport for you right well i i just think it's kind of dumb it's kind of like targeting a little bit that like Instead of just outlawing stuff, why don't we just teach players to adjust to the game? Like, why don't we just teach players to tackle with their head up instead of, like, penalizing them for tackling with the head down, you know? I, it's kind of like that, right? Like, teach players to be aware of that instead of just outlawing it directly. Yeah, and speaking of targeting, that is also part of the proposed rule changes. They are going to make targeting reviewable after the game. Or in other words, let's say you get let's say you get a targeting penalty in the second half of your game. By rule, right now you are required to miss the first half of the next game as well. So if you get that targeting penalty in the second half, you can appeal it afterwards. And if the rules committee decides it wasn't as bad, or they decide it wasn't a targeting, you would no longer have to sit out the first half of that next game. But obviously, you'd still be sitting out the second half of the game that you got the penalty in. 
What do you guys think about the whole targeting Shabankle? Um, yeah, I definitely don't think it should carry over from game to game. Um, it reminds me of a little example from proper football. From proper football? Proper yes, football. Joe. Um, so, last season, a player got a red card in the last game of the season, in the playoffs. And because he got a red card, he had to sit out the next game. So they made him sit out the first game of the next season. <laughs> Completely different season. Like, several months had passed since he got the red card. Ridiculous. But because Ridiculous. that happened to be the next game, he had to sit out. I think that's kind of the same thing. Of if you get targeting in the second half of some college football game, they make you sit out the first half of the next game. I think it's... While the, the time period is between them is not as long... It's equally as dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I think with targeting, it really comes down... I Speaking of proper football, mm-hmm. um, they should do a yellow card and red card thing for targeting, right? If you do it once in a game, they can review it. If it was malicious, you're a red card, you're out, right? If it's just one of those things where the guy tackled with his head down, you give him a yellow card, say, okay, don't do it again. And then he can stay in the game, have the chance to... to fix his tackling, and if he does it again, you're like, dude, we warned you, you're done now, right? I think yeah. that would solve most of the issues that we see with targeting. Realistically, I don't think it's going to happen because of litigation issues. You have a lot of people suing over head injuries, and if you decriminalize the or depenalize you know, the act of targeting, de-penalize. even a little, depenalize, my bad, sorry, the act even a little bit, I think you know the courts are going to come at the NCAA's throats, college football's throats, and now that the college football playoff is basically taking over the NCAA, I'm sure they do not want that litigation on their hands. Let's hope they take over the NCAA. I'm kind of sick of these little turd nuggets. Indeed. <laughs> um, that just reminds me of a quote Ooh. by the brilliant president named Andrew Jackson. Oh, oh well respected, well loved. I remember him. The I was there when he got a great over. guy. 1812 dude, right? Yeah. Some amazing things yeah. like the Trail of Tears and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a loose definition of amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a famous quote by him was some judges, I don't even remember what they decided, but Andrew Jackson said, John Marshall has mm-hmm. made his decision. Now let him enforce it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so, uh, I don't remember how that relates to this, but. <laughs> Quotes, but there. It's a funny quote. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Lost my train of thought. This has been your new segment this of has been History with Dan. History with Dan. Andrew Jackson was an amazing president. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, good attitude by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I, fun to work with, it seems. Mm-hmm. I, I, would be, I would ask him, but I can't. I think he's dead. Oh, is he? Definitely dead. Just, I don't know, maybe. Super dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next, we have Tyler Algeyer, who performed in the NFL Combine. Ooh, yes, okay. he did. Okay. Only uh, BYU player to get an invite. Yeah, he did get an invite, which I guess is something. That's something. Um, it was kind of mediocre. Yeah. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible either. His 40 time was a 464, it looks like. Which was 23rd out of 27 running backs. Oh, yeah. So not the worst, but... I mean, yeah, and almost, not all running backs are speed backs, right? Like, yeah. yeah, he's not a speed back at all. Yeah. He's like, how much does he weigh? 
Probably yeah, he's, he's up there. But and like, I was yeah. looking at a lot of quotes from a lot of analysts that are saying the four six four time doesn't really matter. There's a lot of running backs in the league right now that run about that. Jamal Williams was, if I'm not mistaken, a, like a high four fives, low four sixes as well. He's doing fine yeah. in the NFL. And people have said that Tyler Algier, they've seen him on tape, can break away from that last guy. Right. You see it on tape enough times, the forty time. It's just a one-time isolated thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. yeah. It's just whatever. It, it, exactly. Combine. Exactly. It's whatever. He worked out. Didn't really affect anything. He'll probably get drafted in a mid-round. Yeah, probably a fifth or sixth round. Start as a backup. Yeah. Maybe get more snaps going along, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams didn't even get invited, and he was getting first-team snaps this year. So. Yeah, absolutely. The Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens. Everyone was getting first-team snaps yeah, this year. Injury bug. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, American football. American. American. The American Football League of the USFL. Uh, they dropped their schedules. Exciting. Uh, really means absolutely nothing, except it's interesting to see that, like, what channels the games are going to be on, like Fox, NBC, USA Network. Kind of no cool. Um, and tickets are also now available. So all of you listeners in Birmingham, Alabama, Birmingham. You, you buy your tickets. Buy your tickets and you get three kids under the age of 15 in wow. for free. Heck yeah, baby. That is so insane. <laughs> Each adult can bring three free kids yeah. under yeah. 15. And no. it's general admission, so you can just go sit wherever you want. That is a family-friendly football league. That is a league that I would bring my children to. That is absolutely if I had any good old-fashioned family values right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly, football, American sport. <laughs> Man, it's not their pastime. No, no way. Continuing our conversation of American football, we got Russell Wilson. Some NFL news: Russell Wilson going to the Broncos for Ooh. an exchange of a slew of picks and. Uh, Drew Locke, and a couple isn't players. It? Yeah, Drew yeah. Locke. No fan. Also went. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we got that going on. And Aaron Rodgers decided to stay in Green Bay. I think they kind of convinced him with a four-year, two hundred million dollar deal, what? of which one hundred and fifty-three million dollars is guaranteed. That's insane. Wow. <laughs> he That's literally doesn't have to play a snap, and he gets one hundred fifty-three million dollars just for him to lose the NFC Championship game. Yep. Congrats, Aaron wow. Rodgers. That's a lot of money, Aaron Rodgers. Um, luckily, I'm not a Bears fan or <laughs> fan of anyone. Thoughts and prayers to Bears who, fans. Who plays him with any regularity. He doesn't really affect my life that much. But, you know, that's a lot of money. And that Russell Wilson trade, that is a blockbuster. A yeah. blockbuster. Let me tell you. He, how long was he in Seattle? Like 10 years? Yeah, uh, no, 12. 12, 11. A long time? Yeah. Yeah. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. AFC West is loaded with quarterbacks. Got fed up. That's true. And he's in Denver now. We got Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. Derek Carr's by far the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, No question. Good man. No question about. (laughs) Good virtuous man. So, as a Washington Commanders fan. Commies fan. Commies, yes. The commies. Hail to the commies. <laughs> um, we're um, in the quarterback market. As have, it were. Have been for the last 25 years or so. <laughs> Haven't figured it out yet. Haven't got it right, unfortunately. 
But Coach Ron Rivera was saying that they are going to swing for the fences this offseason like for it. a quarterback. I like it. Names on the table were people like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, <laughs> a couple other guys, Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz is a whole different category. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mitch Trubisky but, sign. Yeah. He's a free agent right It now. seems like we're not going to get one of those top-tier guys. <clears throat> So we might have to settle for a Mitch Trubisky, uh, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston. It's getting squeezed out Settle for Jameis Winston? <laughs> you would be privileged to have yeah. Jameis Winston on your team. Do not disrespect him. So would you rather get a vet or a, like a, a draft guy? Like Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis? Or... Well, they're also saying they would trade. If they can't get someone like Russell Wilson, they would trade for someone like Mitch Trubisky and also draft a quarterback uh, okay. as well. Smart, smart play. That works better if you trade for someone with more experience who can like mentor the draft pick. But like Jameis. Jameis would be a perfect Jameis, are you kidding we'll me? Could see you imagine if you got Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett doing those insane exercises? Oh, his workout. <laughs> sitting on the medicine ball throwing. Dude, that was incredible. Those I just so I love seeing Jameis Winston's workouts. <laughs> yeah, so that's just another day in the life as a Commanders fan. Mm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Sounds but good. our last piece of housekeeping is more proper football. Proper. proper. As we say, we had Real, Real Salt Lake have their first home game, home opener against the Seattle Sounders. Mm. Very interesting team name as well. Yes. Yeah. Sounder. The sound. The sounder. Sound. Yes. There's a sound over there. Urs from the sound. But this was a kind of a dramatic storyline for a number of reasons. One. Okay. Freddie Juarez was our coach last year. Mid-season, he left to be an assistant coach at Seattle. Wow. He went backwards. I don't know why he went from head coach to assistant coach. But... What does that tell you about RSL? Yeah, people were not very happy with him. Two, Albert Rucksack. All-time name right there. Uh, (laughs) He was with RSL for about five years, one of our best players um, this off season, he went to Seattle as well, and in an in interview, he was like, "Oh, I'm excited to play at one of at a big club now with some of the best fans in MLS," which of course made RSL fans very mad. Um, so during the game, they booed him every time he got the ball, <laughs> every single time. Let's go! Like half the stadium was booing. He was very irked by it. You could tell. Ooh, yes. He got a yellow card. And then got subbed off in like the 60th minute. Let's go. In his head. In his head. In his head. Without accomplishing anything. <laughs> and best of all, despite their their players' value being more than twice ours, <laughs> they're a big money team. We beat them again. Let's go. We Let's always beat them in Salt Lake. Go. So that was a good day for real Salt Lake. And yeah, new owners are doing some good things, it seems. Yeah, yeah. The weather was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There oh, was yeah. a weather delay for like absolute weather an hour and a half. Winter or something. Storm. <laughs> I don't know how long that was. They ended up using an orange ball. Some hail. They had to switch to the orange ball. Yeah. But <laughs> it was miserable. It wasn't quite snowy enough, so it was orange on green. And <laughs> it was so weird. Looking. Not a very good contrast. Oh man, love it. Anyway, that wraps up housekeeping. Yes, sir. Hope the house is clean now. Oh, yeah. it's super clean. Super clean. Office. Let's uh, get it dirty again for next we got week. got a Petunia Dursley house now. Oh, boy. 
Um, so now we're going to go into our mailbag segment. We teased it last Ooh, week. Our mailbag. Our, our mailbag. Mailbag. A mailbag. Mailbag. Mail. Go get the mail. Okay. Um, so uh, we asked for responses on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, to just questions, comments, whatever, and we will read them and respond to them. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to fire through these uh, and give you guys your much wanted answers. And we're going to start off. With our good friend, friend of the program, oh, yeah. uh, recurring guest, at Nathaniel Call. <laughs> he says, why do sports matter? Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Sports matter because they can make you feel emotions that you never knew you had. They can make you feel anger that you never knew you had. Joy you never knew you had. Camaraderie that you never knew you had. Ooh, comrades. They, oh, comrades. The commies. The commies. They bring people together in a way that nothing else can. And if I didn't have sports, I would have no hobbies and I'd have nothing in life. <laughs> it would just be like me sitting there all day and my wife would be like, Justin, why don't you do anything? And I'll be like, because there's no sports in the world. And then I'd probably spontaneously combust and die. Well, there you go. Um, I. That's kind of a trick question. Ooh. Oh. I, I think, well, this is a hard one. I don't think sports really matter. Like at the end of the day, blasphemy, <laughs> Daniel. But, but Daniel, mute his mic. <laughs> sports have a lot of great things about them that do bring people together, and you know, brings people together from like families going to games together to like whole countries cheering for their national teams to you know heated crosstown rivalries. So they are important i would say and they definitely do have a place in society especially they don't matter as much as other things but they do have a definite place in society definite value they're important and they're good for society i would say yeah i a thousand percent agree i think uh i could go for a long tangent i'm gonna keep it short okay Okay. um the reason that i'm so close with my family with my parents and my cousins and my brother is because of sports, kind of like Justin said. Sports is the glue. It, it's not only like we all come together for sports, but sports is a way that we come together, right? Yeah. It's not the center. The center is being with your family, but the sports is, is kind of the glue. Like, I, it's hard to explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in a word, and this is kind of like what Danny was saying too, it enhances the human experience. Yep. Right? It's not necessary. It's not like we're all gonna die. Justin might. Yeah, I'll <laughs> die. I, I, I think I might Justin die too. <laughs> and, and a great handful of other people might die if there were no sports. Huge handful. But <laughs> the world would keep go keep on spinning if there are no sports, like during COVID, right? Yeah. But what was the one thing that gave people like stuff to do and like a reason to keep living during COVID, right? Coach Dogs. It was <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, it exactly. was like stuff like that. It was like. It was sports. Sports is what, like, it, it, it enhances the human experience. I don't know. I, yeah. It adds color to a black and white world. So Absolutely. That's very true. I think, like, everyone has different things that kind of accomplish that purpose. Right, right, Sports right, right. is a very common one. And yeah. it's also a huge, like, trillion-dollar industry <laughs> yeah. for a reason. Because it, you know, entertains people, helps them take their mind off other things. It's just a, a nice thing to have in life. And it's an escape. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely an escape. Yeah, I and I love what you said just about feeling those emotions because I will 
There are emotions I have felt at games that I've never, ever, ever felt anywhere else. Of both both ends of the spectrum. Right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. We're going to go to the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Nathaniel right, Call also asks, Good question. will BYU choke like every year? I think we have our answer. There's a simple answer to that, and the answer is yes. Yep. It just happened <laughs> last week. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Nathaniel, for your questions. Appreciate Next it. Next up, we got at G.REG11, who is my brother in law, actually, oh. who ends up asking Doritos or Lay's? Mm. Mm, now, to me, this boils down to one thing okay. corn chips versus. Potato chips. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Which is a tough question because they both have their own fine qualities. Right. But if I had to choose one of the two, I would definitely choose corn chips. Okay. I okay. like the texture more. They're Good more answer. Versatile. Good answer. You can dip they're, them. They're much very better. versatile. Um, Doritos falls under that category. One time I think I made nachos with nacho cheese Doritos. Ooh. Let's go. That okay. was sick. <laughs> Never did it again, but it was a good experiment. Um, yeah, definitely Doritos. You know what? I'm going to have to go with Doritos, too. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't get the hype behind Lay's. I think yeah. especially plain Lay's are absolute Just garbage. Original. Yeah. They're not even good. And I'm not a salt and vinegar guy. I don't really like salt and vinegar chips mm. a whole lot. Okay. So, I mean, like that's one of the big merits of Lay's is the salt and vinegar. Yeah, Barbecue burgers. Lay's are all right. You know, if you're having burgers... Barbecue lays are all that's right. True. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's all right. But by and large, Doritos far superior. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Doritos as well. Like Danny said, much more versatile. Like Justin said, you can never go wrong with them, right? Yeah. And I think when you boil it down, the corn chips are more versatile, and I think that's just why it wins, right? With potato yeah. chips, you can't really do anything with it except eat them. But with corn it. chips, you can make nachos, you can make salads, you can make freaking taco shells out of Ooh, them, right? Yeah. You can make tortillas Although backwards. I, I will yeah. say, <laughs> I am a I am a salt and vinegar guy, and my favorite mm. chips of all time are actually kettle-cooked uh, salt and vinegar potato chips. But I'll take Doritos over Lay's any day. My favorite potato chip is definitely the ruffly ones. Ruffles. I think Ruffles? that's an upgrade. Ruffles or... Like oh, yeah. The, the Miss Vicky's crinkle, jalapeno. Crinkle okay. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miss Vicky's. Jalapeno's also good. Are Takis... Are these corn... Are those corn takis chips? Takis are corn. They're corn, corn yeah. chips. Yeah. Of yeah. course they're corn. corn. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> those are good. They're good. They must be, <laughs> they must be corn. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Greg11. Great yeah. question. Great, great question. Really appreciate that one. Uh, next one is from... At... Call underscore Kevin underscore D. What is the D? Donald. (laughs) (laughs) That's his middle name. name. (laughs) We're calling him Donald from now on. Sorry about that one, Kevin. Um, His first question is, what does BYU women's basketball need to do to get a four seed? I am afraid that they needed to win the WCC tournament. And they didn't. Yeah. It's impossible. about that one. Yeah, that's a little rough, though. Lost in the championship. It's impossible. I think they definitely deserved one before then. They never were in line to get one. Yeah. But at this point, it's going to be a lot harder for them. Yeah. Can I bring up just a very just angry sentence that I want to say? Sure. Certainly. Uh, Absolutely. I hate BYU because... This is good sentence structure, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. It's like third grade. Yeah. Break it down. Yeah. I hate BYU because... They will not open 
BYU's venues on Sunday to let even other teams practice in them. And that's what keeps BYU, along with the hotel situation, from hosting an NCAA tournament. Because BYU, I don't care if the BYU teams don't practice on Sunday, but at least open up the venue to other teams that want to come in and practice, right? Hmm. And so that's a large reason why the women weren't being a weren't being in the top 16, weren't going to be projected four seed because they couldn't host the NCAA tournament because BYU is super self-righteous and won't open up the 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 practice facilities to other teams to use on Sunday. Yep. Wow. I had never thought of that. <laughs> but <laughs> that is annoying. For sure. All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> next question from the same Kevin Donald call. <laughs> Which loss was more damaging to BYU, UVU, or specific? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I am 100% positive that the more damaging loss was Pacific. We lost to UVU. National media saw it. It was in a, it was in a span of a couple of weeks where everybody was getting upset. And nobody cared. At the time, it was a quad one loss. Yeah. It ended up moving down to a quad two. Maybe it moved, up, moved down to a quad three, but I think currently it's still that a quad, quad two, two loss. Quad two, yeah. So the UVU loss really didn't matter in the big scheme of things. Pacific. The big scheme. Pacific. <laughs> specific? It's a specific. specific. Quad four loss plus three, like 300 plus in net. It was an awful loss. Awful, awful loss after losing to Santa Clara. Was an absolute meltdown. That is what was more damaging than BYU. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Specific. I I agree. I think the only reason UVU, you could argue, right, um, is because we lost Gavin Baxter. Because I think if Ooh, you're gonna throw yeah, that yeah. aspect there into you it, yeah. you could argue that UVU was more of a loss because of that, right? But as far as tournament resume impacts, right, and the bubble. If we don't lose Pacific, we're on the right side of the bubble, right? We're next four buys or whatever. Yeah. So I, I have a follow-up question. Oh, oh, which loss was more damaging, Specific or Gavin Baxter? Ooh. <sighs> you know what? I this might be a bold take, okay. but I'm gonna go with Pacific Ooh. because I honestly think that Gavin Baxter going down, which was very bad for our program, gave. Foose and Atiki, mainly Foose, a chance to develop and shine in a way that he would not have been able to had Gavin Baxter and especially Richard Harward been on the court. Mm-hmm. See, interesting point. I see your I see your point, but I'm gonna say Baxter because the way that we played with Baxter in the first couple of games, specifically the Oregon game, Whew. that could have changed the trajectory of our season. But I totally get where you're coming from with Foose because he definitely wouldn't have developed a tiki way less. Right? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have seen the floor. We wouldn't even know who he was. Yeah. But I would argue that Gavin Baxter, the addition to that and, and him having that depth at big man, that could have erased three or four losses from our schedule. All right. Fair enough. All righty. Great question, Kevin. Thanks, Donald. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Justin did it for me. <laughs> Next up, we have a question from at call Jenny. Ooh. She says, does an NIT championship matter? Great question, because BYU is likely going to be a one seed in the NIT. We're a one two seed? seed? Two seed. Two seed. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Justin has us as a two seed. 
but yeah, what do you guys think? Does an NIT championship matter? Hmm. I have some strong feelings about this. Okay. I feel like as BYU fans, we often have an, a culture of accepting mediocrity or of accepting not being elite. You know, I, I feel like most of the time our fans really don't push for us being elite anymore, fighting for championships, doing these things. The NIT is a consolation prize. There's no easy way to put that. You want to get to the NCAA tournament. You want to perform well in the NCAA tournament. You want to be able to at least qualify and say that you got there. Going to the NIT just means you weren't good enough to get there, which sucks. Does winning an NIT championship bring positive trajectory into the next season, though? Maybe. Maybe it does. Does it give chance? Does it give players more chances to play and develop, like a Tiki, like I don't know, some of like Hunter Erickson or the guards we're gonna need next season, Trey Stewart or Trevin? No, does it give them more developmental minutes? Yes, I, I guess it does. So, does the NIT championship matter? I'm not gonna say the championship matters, but the developmental minutes to get there, they do. Mm. Yeah, this reminds me of a, you know something I was thinking. To myself, that I brought up to both of you guys earlier, where I said, would you rather be the last team in March Madness tournament and get blown out by like 20, or would you rather go to the NIT, have a nice run, maybe win it all? And I think I'd definitely rather be a better team, which means going to the March Madness and losing in the first game. Mm-hmm. Being in the NIT would have some good aspects, some fun games, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything. It's kind of a consolation, like a participation trophy. So, like if it happened, I'd be disappointed that we didn't make the big dance. After that, I might be like, okay, well, we're in the NIT, let's enjoy it. Yeah, but I definitely don't think the expectation should be. Oh, it's fine if we don't make March Madness because we can just go to the NIT and have some more fun. I don't Absolutely. think that's where I want BYU basketball to be. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I, I like what you guys are saying. I I totally agree. I would much rather go to the tournament for the prestige, right? It's not like if you don't make a New Year's Six, you go to a different bowl because I think those bowl games absolutely matter. Oh yeah, they and they're crucial, right? As BYU saw, right? Their whole season was tainted because of the bowl loss. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if you don't make the NCAA tournament, it doesn't matter what you do in the NIT. Like, your season wasn't a quote-unquote success, yeah. right? At least for what we want to be. So, good conversation. I like it. Uh, let's hope BYU makes it in, but looks like we're going to go to the NIT. I'm going to not hope. <laughs> Maybe be pleasantly surprised, but... Maybe. Probably. Next up in the mailbag, we got something from at Katie Nicole which happens to be my wife, who asks, do you love your wife? To that, I respond, yes, absolutely, I love my wife. You guys? I love my wife as well. Yes, I love my wife. (laughs) There you go. We all love our wives on this podcast. We're all about wife loving. Yes. Speaking (laughs) of, it's International Women's Day. Shout out to all the women in our lives, especially our wives and our mothers. Yep. Love you guys. Wouldn't be here without them. Mm -hmm. Literally. And... Figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next we have our old friend at 
Tosucom underscore MD. He was kind of chirping at us last episode. Yes. <laughs> what did he say exactly? He <laughs> said whoever bet on uh, whoever bet on BYU going under on the turnovers oh, yeah. is glutton for punishment or dumb or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turns out I was both. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Why are you throwing shade my way?" Because we, I guess, had some words to say about him in our last episode. But I think we should just bury the hatchet. Let bygones be bygones. Tosukam underscore nd, and settle this over a nice game of three on one basketball. Yeah, I come at us. You. Yeah, I, I agree. Tosukam MD, we love you. We love the banter. Honestly, we would love it if more of you would hate on us in the comments. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Sure. We want more clout. Let's remember, hate on us in the comments, not in the reviews. The reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify leave five stars for five promotion. Stars only but on our Instagram, comment negativity. Bash us. We, we're ready for Amen. it. If you guys give us a good bash, we'll read it on the podcast regardless of what episode it That's is. That's actually true. It's <laughs> kind of funny. All right, next question comes from my wife, at McKinley Jones. She says, why does Jared screw himself over every week, and will it ever stop? Uh, answer to the second question, yes, it is stopping now. Raising stakes is done, so you're welcome. Uh, also, I screw myself over every week because I'm a sports fan. It's just what we do, guys. <laughs> it's what we do. Good answer. <laughs> the answer to your second question, the answer is, during sports season, No. Trust me, when we start raising the stakes on USFL, you know we're too far gone. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Someone come save us. Speaking of, after the blazing, uh, the hot wings challenge, the next mm. day, my goodness, I was fighting Schmaug out of my butthole <laughs> for like six hours. The there was dragon. an inversion. It was bad. Wow, tell us more. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> we we got to keep this non-explicit. Uh, yeah. My wife just texted me, said, this is an unacceptable answer. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Last but not least, at Justin underscore Anderson 593, whoever the heck that is, I don't know who that is, uh, says, "Does did Adam have a belly button? Uh, if you want me to go into later explanation on this, go ahead. My answer is an emphatic yes. Okay. So I my agree. answer would be no. My answer is yes. Okay. Interesting. little dissension. Mm-hmm. We'll have a debate on it later on in the podcast, but for the interest of time, we're going to move on. Thank you for answering, or thank you for allowing us to answer these mailbag questions. Yes. Periodically, we'll put a mailbag up on the Instagram story. Make sure to respond with any question you'll like, and we will answer it here on the show. It's actually really fun. I love that. That was a good yeah. segment. It thank you to everybody that reached out. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So, we need to talk about women's basketball. Had maybe the most amazing regular season we have seen in uh, in BYU basketball history, men's or women's. Yeah. Uh, but today, International Women's Day, they fell to Gonzaga by twelve. It was it was sad. We beat Portland yesterday. I was a little worried we were gonna lose that one, but went on a ten zero run late. Uh, ended up winning that one by seven, but today we lost by twelve to Gonzaga. It was sad. Yeah, you know, watching that game, the defense gave up way too many open shots and layups. There's this number 11 girl on Gonzaga that oh decided my. that she was going to shoot out of her mind today. She went deli on us. She, yeah, dude, it was insane. Our <laughs> offense no. could not hit the broadside of Randy Bennett. Sorry, Randy Bennett's belly. I can't Ooh. even say his name. His prop because it brings me so much anger. Absolutely heartbreaking, but the season isn't over. We're absolutely going to the NCAA tournament. No question for a women's basketball. 
you just didn't want the WCC tournament to end like this, especially given that last year we lost to Gonzaga on that buzzer beater. That was absolutely heinously wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, big, uh, big set. Yeah. yeah, it was disappointing to miss out on the WCC championship. We did get the regular season one, and we had already played Gonzaga twice this season, beat them both times. Right. Play someone a third time, expect to beat them three times in a row is a big ask. Yeah. Especially Gonzaga. They're like a decent team. They're top They're 25 team. team, yeah. So They're a tournament team. Yeah, it wasn't our night. That's behind us. We have the NCAA tournament coming up, which leads us to this question. How far do you guys think this team can go in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think we'll make it to a Sweet 16. I think that's fairly certain. We could definitely beat a lower seed. We could probably beat a team equal to us if we can keep up our offensive rhythm. But I'm not sure how much farther we can go. Not only is the women's basketball just everyone is like really good this year. There's a bunch yeah. of really, really good teams. But also, it it's kind of like I just I saw in the tournament that styles make fights, right? And BYU's style is running gun, transition, move the ball really fast, right? And so Portland did this really well. So did Gonzaga. As soon as you pressure us, you get in our face, it like stunts our offense. And that was basically our defense too, was that really good offense. And so once we got out of rhythm, it was really hard to find our rhythm, make shots. Like Justin said, we couldn't hit anything in that game. Um, so I, I don't know if we can make a Final Four Elite Eight, but I think we should make a Sweet 16 is what I'm trying to say. I completely agree. Sweet 16... If we are shooting well, we can win that Sweet 16 game and go to the Elite Eight. But if we're just having an average or subpar night, then yeah, I think our ceiling is the Sweet 16. Cool. Yeah. Let's sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Oh, and also Greg Rubel stopped tweeting stuff. He tweeted that Gonzaga <sighs> hadn't lost to us all season. Of course, he jinxed it like yeah. Greg Rubel Jinxer. always does. Greg Rubel, delete your Twitter account. Jinxes are real, Greg. I love you, account. but just... They are real. I love Greg Rubel, but his Twitter account needs to burn in AG Double Hockey Sticks. Ooh, the hockey sticks. Moving on to men's basketball. What happened? We got to talk about the WCC tournament, unfortunately. <sighs> well, in BYU's first ever second day WCC tournament game, they beat LMU 85-60. to A dominant performance where Barcelo had 22 points, Foose had 15 and 11, Nell had 12 points, and we felt really good going into Saturday. Because our offense was playing well, our defense was playing well, our offense looked competent and like <laughs> mobile for the first time in a long time. But then Saturday came, and what happened? We lost. Yeah, big and time. We honestly got our booty spanked. Yeah, no. It, it wasn't. It wasn't really close. We got our booty spanked. After like <laughs> the USF, our new rival, our I bitter rival, <laughs> San Francisco, dumb. Yeah, Sheesh. it was it was bad. We we didn't belong in the same court as them that night. Also, the officiating, the worst officiating oh, I have oh, seen yeah. in my Awful. entire life. It made me want to stick a spork through each one of my eyeballs. Oh, <laughs> or Jared get his hot wing sauce and <laughs> rub it all over. Just wanted to rub it all in my eyes. We watched the game at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Jared had to do the blazing hot. Wings challenge because he lost the Raisin Mistakes last week. Which, speaking of, we are never going to Buffalo Wild Wings again. First off, almost every single TV was on UFC, <sighs> and there were like 
three different people there, but there were a hundred people there, but they they're all the same, same person. person. <laughs> you know what the move is? Order takeout and bring it home. Yes. That's what Honestly, we have to do. Yeah. Every time we've gone to be dubs or like we've gone out to watch a game, we've lost. Yep. Every single time. Yep. So we're not doing that. Every bad game. juju. Bad, bad juju. juju. Uh, three of 20 from three, I think, is the big number here. Sheesh. We were Brick City. Brick City. Big time Brick City. Russell West Brick. We look like Caleb. Hey, don't shame his good name. <laughs> his family name. He's, <laughs> family you know, he's afraid to bring his children to the game, you know, because he's scared that people might, that he might, that the kids might hear people making fun of the last name. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Literally, all five of our players look like Caleb Lunar. Caleb Lunar. Caleb Lunar. Caleb Lunar. Caleb Lunar. Because he's shooting those threes up to the freaking moon instead of hey. into the rim. And layups too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how he beat San Francisco that first time. I still. It was a fluke. To this day, that is like Twilight Zone moment. Like it was a fluke. The world's a glitch in the simulation. Great mysteries. <laughs> but. In every loss to San Francisco, we've gotten out-rebounded by them. Excuse me. And I think that about tells the story. Yep. They have the size that we do not have, unfortunately. Foose is great. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's not 7'2". <laughs> He's 6'6". Not, He's not a 7-footer. He's not 7'2". Um, Spencer Johnson is as tall as Foose. Spencer Johnson. <laughs> Caleb Lohner. Yeah. Is he 6'8 or 6'6"? Six, six? Do you count his hair or not? <laughs> That's a good He's point. probably 6'2 under all that hair. <laughs> yeah. We just got beat pretty thoroughly there. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was a spanking. And that was our last Raising the Stakes week, unfortunately. For now. So, let's recap. Yeah, for now. The punishment was the loser has to drink up a blended Wendy's four for four meal. That is whole dis- thing put in a blender. Disgusting. Um, How'd you guys all do? I bet on Ohio State. The literally the day after I bet on Ohio State, they lost to Nebraska <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> Nebraska. And then what did they do? They go to ranked Michigan State. And win by a sizable margin. Oh, wow. And then they come home and play Michigan. Unranked. Unranked, without their head coach, and get their (laughs) batoodlies beaten. Ohio State basketball is the most frustrating thing I've ever watched. It's worse than BYU basketball. That's why I try not to invest myself so much in it. (laughs) But Sunday morning after church... I forgot all about the everything I did at church, and I was losing it in front of the TV. Stupid Buckeyes. Every single damn year, they do it to me again and again, and I fall for it every year. But wow. not this year. Not this year. Oh, trust me. When they make the tournament, you're falling for it. Sheesh, you're yeah. F- this is going to happen again for sure. Oh, man. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, my wager was that BYU would win two games that week. Ouch. Which involved the first game, which they won easily, then their next game against USF. They did not win easily, nor did they win at all. So, I'll be drinking a four for four. If you take the aggregate, we did win. Okay. Yeah. What <laughs> are you talking about? You take the aggregate? I think I'm fine with that, honestly. <laughs> I don't mind okay, no, getting no, no, no. a win That is not some having to drink it. Nonsense. Okay. Okay, I bet that BYU would win its first game, mm. which is absolutely they did do that. No problem. Yeah. And I bet that over the course of two games that Alex Barcelo Barcello. Barcello. and Tejan Lucas would combine for 40-plus points. 
Alex Barcelo by himself combined for 40 points over the course of those two games. <laughs> so, I am good to go. I do not have to drink that. Blend it four for four. I think I'm on a three-week win streak to close, maybe two-week win streak, to close off raising the stakes for this basketball season. So, see? Yeah, that's, that's good. That was our raising the stakes <laughs> recap. Now I have a question for you. BYU men's basketball. Okay. Have we done enough? And not just like, like done enough so where like you don't want to watch it anymore because we all know the answer is yes. <laughs> That's a yes. Have we done enough to make the NCAA tournament? According to Lenardi, no, we're the third team out of the tournament. According to Jerry Palm, yes, he still has this in. Whack job. <laughs> uh, teacher, teacher, I have the answer. Okay, what is yes. It? Absolutely freaking not. We had multiple chances to get into the tournament. If you beat San Francisco in the WCC tourney, if you beat St. Mary's at St. Mary's uh, for the last game of the regular season, whatever the heck it was, right, the second last week, you're in. I guarantee it we're on the right side of the bubble. But we lost both of them. We had ample chances, and we choked it away each time. We do not deserve to be anywhere near the bubble. We couldn't beat a tournament team if they played with their pants down. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, I would say no as well. Now, the tourney is graded on a curve. Mm. So it's all relative to the other teams. That is true. I don't know how the other bubble teams, their seasons have been, how they're doing now. But I know we are trending in the exact wrong direction (laughs) for the past few weeks. And I do not think we should be in consideration, unfortunately. Uh, fun fact, Jerry Palm actually has us as not only in the last four in, but the first of the last four in. Ooh, what okay. Is this guy's he has us playing Michigan in the 12 seed playing game. Wow. That's not safe. That's <laughs> not safe. So uh, my, my quick answer, because I don't want to go too much into this because I'm going to sound off a little bit later, is no. Okay. BYU hasn't done enough. I do not think they have a tournament resume. I'll go into it a little later. Okay. Okay. So that being said, in order for us to squeak in by the hair on our chinny chin chin, <laughs> who should we be rooting for ahead of us? All right. So the simple answer, every morning Lenardi comes out with the bracketology, just go click on it, scroll down to the bubble, cheer against every single one of those teams. Okay? But we'll kind of get you started here. All we'll right, give right. you some teams to watch, right? Hold your hand a little bit. Yeah, just a wee bit. First one on the docket, Dayton at VCU. Okay? Mm. It, not at VCU and VCU, right? Yeah. Is that one team, Dayton and VCU? They're university separate, separate teams. Se- okay, separate teams, teams right. yes. So Dayton and VCU are both on the bubble. Okay? Yep. If they win... So let me let me give you some context. They're in the A-10. A-10's conference, uh, regular season conference champion was Davidson. Yeah. And Davidson is firmly in, whether they win the tournament yeah. or not. They're okay? absolutely in. So this is, Dayton and VCU would be the definition of bid stealers, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because if either of them win the conference tournament, they're guaranteed a spot, and then Dayton takes an at-large spot that would have gone, Davidson. Davidson. Davidson would take an at-large spot that would have been for a bubble team. Yep. I see. So you need Dayton and VCU to lose at any point, right? Hopefully earlier, but at any point, just so that they don't win their conference championship games. Yep, both of them play on Friday. You want to root against SMU as well. Another big game is Indiana and Michigan that are playing in the Big Ten tournament. We need Michigan to win that game and beat Indiana so that they do not jump us. Yes. 
and that is another crucial one. We cannot have Indiana win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of teams playing this week that will have a, a pretty big effect on our position on the bubble. So look at Joe and Artis thing. Maybe we can keep you guys updated on our Instagram stories. I hope you've been enjoying those. Yeah, those verbs are amazing, Justin's Justin. has been going ham. I've been putting a lot of work into those. I hope you guys are enjoying all of the mid-major conference madness. It is mad. It is. <laughs> okay, so... Justin's mad for doing that. That's also <laughs> true. With that, the regular season has come to a close. Any, any final thoughts? Let me go last on this one. Okay. Uh, I would like to mention at least one thing. The Jersey Combo records came out, right? And this okay. is uh, for regular season, not including WCC tournament. Not like we'd want to include that anyway. Um, but our worst record was away Navy. Hmm. Wouldn't you? Hmm. I, I, I don't know. We had a winning record, home whites, and winning record in alt royals. Hmm. Whereas with Navy, we went two and four. And all black, we went two and two. Hmm. I don't think... There's really an argument here. I think Navy should be thrown from the BYU wardrobe. All in favor? Aye, aye. Sure. Okay. Right hand up. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Also, black may not He's manifest. be BYU's color. I don't know. Not in basketball. Not in basketball, that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's just one thing I had to say. Cool, cool. Um, Justin? Would yeah. you like to say something? You know, I would. I would like to sound up. Before I do, Dan, did you have anything about this season thoughts? or? No. Not really, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. This season should not have ended the way that it ended. We Agreed. had a mid-season meltdown that was absolutely inexcusable. <laughs> were we riddled by injuries? Absolutely we were. Richard Harvard went out. Gavin Baxter went out. Our two starting big men... Our front court was absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. However, we proved after those two after those two guys went down that we could still win basketball games. We beat Texas Southern, borderline tournament team, Utah. Or, or sorry, sorry, Texas Southern was before. Utah and Utah was before as well. We beat Missouri State tournament oh, team. We beat yeah. Utah State. We beat uh, Liberty. We beat. Uh, St. Mary's, we beat San Francisco, we beat all these teams. We have absolutely no excuse to lose to Santa Clara the way that we did, to lose at Pacific. Now, losing to San Francisco and Gonzaga, I'll give you that. That's fine. But then to lose to San Francisco the way that we did in the tournament was absolutely rough. Here's the thing. We did not develop our guards enough. We had Alex Barcelo and we had Tejan Lucas. Tejan Lucas, we love him. I'm so glad that he came here, but he was not BYU's number one option. BYU's number one option instead, I forget where exactly he went, but he went somewhere in the Big Ten where he is averaging 18 points per game. Sheesh. That is a score that we really needed. Wouldn't mind that. (laughs) Now, at the same time, I love Seneca Knight. He's a great guy. I love the fact that he's on our team. He was recruited to be a scorer. That's what he was recruited here for. He wasn't. He never lived up to his role. Was it because he had to play out of position? Maybe. But he looked timid out there. He never looked like he wanted to assume that role as a scorer. 
it put BYU in a bad position. We shouldn't have had the season we had. We had every tool in our arsenal in order to be a tournament team. And for some reason, whether it was coaching, whether it was player morale, whatever it was, it didn't come together. And I want answers. I actually really like that. Uh, I would add, too, like you bring up a good point about the transfers, right? I'm kind of done with the transfer portal. I'm yeah. kind of, like, great, Mark. Like, you got Alex Barcelo, and that panned out really well for you. I'm done with transfers. I'm done with grad transfers. I'll take I'll take okay. sophomore okay. transfers. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, Alex Barcelo's yes. sophomore transfer. Mark okay. Yeah. No, point, point conceded. I think um, I, I want players that have grown up in the program and have come to love it. You saw it with Alex Barcelo, like you said, a sophomore transfer, right? But I want... Like, the good basketball teams of old have guys that are in there for three and four years, learn the system, create the best locker room in America. They've been there forever. They know it. You can't just bring in guys and hope to mix up a bottle of lightning in a, you know, lightning in a bottle every year. The Haas brothers. Eric Mika. <laughs> Emery. <laughs> Who's, like, off his rocker now. Sheesh. Jimmer Fredette, right? I, like... I don't know. Go back and Jonathan Tavernari, like mm-hmm. Chase Young or Keena Young, like Chase Young. I, I don't <laughs> Chase Young. That'd be sick. <laughs> but that'd actually be scary. Bronson Kafusi. Bronson Kafusi. BYU football and basketball through and through. Right? I don't know. I think there's something different when you create a team from the bottom up rather than just trying to supplant the top with guys you think will pan out. With that being said. This being a disappointing season for Mark Pope and still winning 22 games, we're in a decent spot. Definitely. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. For sure. Just look up north a little bit. <laughs> Y'all see. <laughs> we, we could have to block off the top of our... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that makes it okay. Really. Yeah. That Thanks for bringing us up, Dan. At least we're better than the Scroots. That's always a good argument. Better than... Utah and Utah State. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think we should close by just taking a brief survey around the college basketball landscape. Absolutely. Yes, we need to. We've talked it's about March. the bubble teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get down into it a little bit more. First things first, we had the last weekend of the regular season. You know what that means? We have the Tobacco Road Rivalry. Oh, baby. Not a smoker, but that's an excellent rivalry. <laughs> um, this one was extra special because Coach K, before the season, announced that he's retiring. Mm. Didn't, move. didn't want it about him, but no, he gave everybody not. eight months he to He didn't prepare. want anyone yeah. to observe it at all, except he told them before the whole season. Right. And Unlike secretly expected every game to be about him. Roy yes. Williams would never. Now, Coach K has accomplished a lot at Duke. Agreed. He's been very, for, absolutely. very fair. This is kind of unbelievable. 42 years that he coached insane. that team. Like, insane. Almost 42. twice as long as we've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> and he does get made fun of a lot. Some of that is definitely deserved. Yep. But also some of that is a result of being so successful. Yes. Yeah. And when you beat people they in sports, you. they hate you. They yep. find things to make fun of you about. Especially UNC, which was <laughs> this last game of the season. So let me set the stage a little bit. It's his last game. It's also his last game at Duke. It was at home. Mm-hmm. Um, last game of the regular season against his arch rival, UNC. Um, 
there's a lot of pageantry. ESPN went a little crazy with yeah, their they went absolutely Coach K overboard. coverage. Yeah. Oh yeah, all a bunch of his former players that are now in the NBA were there. Um, it was supposed to be just a great ride off into the sunset for him, <laughs> but UNC had other ideas. And let's not forget, Duke was top five, UNC unranked. Yeah, UNC yes. is kind of down. Yeah. Last game, or last time they met earlier this year, Duke won easily. By like, like 20, 35 or something. Yeah, something yeah. like yeah. that. So, in this one, UNC in the second half starts creeping back. And it's, the wheels just kind of fall off. UNC <laughs> wins by like 15. <laughs> and... From an objective standpoint, that is undeniably funny. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> just because of what Coach a disaster Gale. it was. <laughs> um, it was just set up to be so dramatic, but it was so disastrous that I think Hollywood would shoot you in the face <laughs> if you proposed something so ridiculous like this to them. <laughs> but it really happened, and I mean, as a Duke fan, it's kind of sad. You feel bad for Coach K because he has really done a lot for Duke. Right. But it's just kind of funny the way it ended. It sucks, but it's also kind of funny. And the fact that in his speech after the game, he told the students, like the students were like starting to cheer for him. And he goes, no, 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 be quiet, be quiet. Yeah. He literally says, be quiet to the sentence. Like, I'm sorry, that was unacceptable. Whatever. And starts giving like a speech to, oh my goodness. That yeah. was objectively funny. That was, I was something to take much. note of to all you listeners. Oh, Utah, Utah Jazz, take note. Oh. Take note of oh, okay. the brand. <laughs> Highlighter <joke>. yellow. <laughs> okay. okay, anyway. <laughs> rebranding looks like the Salt Lake Bees. <laughs> okay, let's talk about championship week so far. It's been absolutely nuts. If you've been following our Instagram stories at all, I've had to post upset alert more times than I've been able to type. Wow. Mid-major attorneys have not disappointed. Tickets... Have been punched. Yes, sir. Lots yes. of tickets have been punched. We've got some automatic qualifiers who won their conference tournaments. Yes. Uh, among some of them, uh, Longwood. Interesting Longwood. name. From the Big South. <laughs> yes, they won the Big South in both men's and women's basketball. Whoa. So that's pretty incredible. Dynasty. And for yeah. both men's and women's basketball, it's their first time ever as a program qualifying what? for the NCAA tournament. That's pretty. That's a good story. See, that's why sports matter, folks. Yeah, right. Just look at Longwood. Yes. The Longwood. <laughs> the Longwood. In the SoCon, uh, Chattanooga won on an absolutely amazing buzzer beater. That game was absolutely oh, nuts. Oh, that was sick. That was... Dude, that buzzer beater was incredible. Absolutely insane. That's another reason sports matter. This team never would have had a shot at the NCAA tournament. Wins their cha- conference championship. Amazing. Yeah. The pandemonium that ensued was amazing. And then we got some bull crap like the Atlantic Sun, <laughs> where Jacksonville State is going. They didn't win. Actually, Bellarmine won, and they beat Jacksonville. And Jacksonville beat Jacksonville State in the tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even though Jackson, so Bellarmine wins, they're ineligible because they are in their transition process from D2 to D1, which is absolutely BS. stupid Utter in the first rubbish. place. Jacksonville, the runner-up, doesn't get to go, even though they beat Jacksonville State, because Jacksonville State was the regular season champion, and they're going to the tournament. Some bullcrap. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's I, some poppycock right there. Poppycock. That is some poppycock. Uh, and then the WCC, Gonzaga. Boo. 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 I have uh, Boo. one quick thing to 
say about Gonzaga. I've respected their program and Mark Few over the last decade. I really have. I've hated St. Mary's, but really it kind of flipped this year. I don't respect St. Mary's, but I hate Gonzaga more than I hate St. Mary's, especially Chet Holmgren, because every single time anybody mentions college basketball, everybody's like, hey, Chet Holmgren, turn right over and let me kiss your wee Ooh, wow. Yeah, so I'm sick of it. I'm done. Descriptive. He's going to be a bust. He is totally going to be a bust. Porzingis part two. <laughs> but uh, from today, Wednesday, until Selection Sunday. Sunday. We have games from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. that are do-or-die basketball games. 24 hours a day. Our Instagram story is going to be blowing up. Please pray for me. <laughs> I have a lot of work yeah. to do. Pray for his thumbs. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Before we close out the episode, anything else that anyone wants to add? Mm. Any shout-outs? Go Tigers. I don't think Go Tigers. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you for joining in to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super happy that you listened to this point. If you did, comment on our last Instagram post, Midshipman. Comment. Mid what, man? Midshipman. Ship. That would be the University of Navy's mascot. Okay. Midshipman. Any reason for that one? Because I see the Navy t-shirt that Jared oh. is wearing. Oh, And I, I just saw it, and I was like, yeah. Okay, so comment Midshipman. With a P, not with a T, with a P. <laughs> at Loyal to Royal Pod. Make sure you leave a five star review, download the episode, share it with your friends, and contribute to our mailbag on the Instagram stories. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye now. <laughs>